4: yeah, we're trying to get a victory, homie. So hang on, I stopping till we get that trophy. You know us, this game on. I'm you click now. We the betters. Our name going to keep rinking in circles in the Hall of Fame. showing
1: Yo, what's up? This is Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad, and I'm Freddie Kraft. We're back after Road America and the 4th of July to talk a first time winner, drama, and much more. Today we'll cover Tyler Reddick beating Chase Elliott, Noah Gregson triggering a big wreck, an F1 driver complaining about getting booed, and so much more. Jason, let's roll.
4: Standing the best in the booth Stumbling Monday to tell you the truth Giving the finnies and breaking the rules Could call to holler to bring it to you Casey you pretty, Freddie you fat TJ you suck, Brett so bad Jason is pacing, got of plate in this race And if someone don't crash it, he's gonna go mad Looking for Freddie, he's killing the Okay, so is making messes like a toddler Tweet something stupid then don't even bother Brett's gon' block you like TJ is a spotter See them online, throw FF in the chat Tell Rick where to stay off the track All of the podcasts are living in fear This isn't the download, it's still bumper clear Nah, don't get it twisted, baby. This isn't the download, nah. This is door, door bumper, bumper. Clear. Clear, clear, clear. There you go. I like it. Hey
2: everybody, I'm TJ Major, spotter of the 68 Xfinity car this week, the 6 Cup
3: car. Um full house. Greg Griffin spotter for Colleague Racing. Fresh off a Cajun fillet biscuit from Bojangles. Mm. I couldn't imagine living in this Great country of ours and not having a Bojangles. So if you're in, we got a lot of listeners in Texas, California, hungry, all over the world, hungry. You hungry. should move here <laughs>
1: so you wouldn't be hungry anymore and get you a Bojangles biscuit. That's 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 going right to the top of their sales pitches. Their best ad ever. What's up, Freddie Kraft? Spotted for Bubba Wallace. Landon Castle had a weekend to forget in wherever the hell we just were. <laughs> Road
5: America. Uh, what's up, Casey?
0: Hey, guys, uh, Casey Boat here. I'm not even going to say what I do anymore and just pass it off to Jason.
5: I'm curious. What do you do?
0: I don't even know. Babysitter. <laughs> About the same shit you do,
5: Jason. Make up names. What <laughs> you do? Was that necessary to <laughs> say <laughs> any of I that mean, right there? Titles. Yeah. New titles. Producer Jason uh, yeah, yeah. here. Happy birthday, America. <laughs> I have to
3: say... Of all the times that people have accused Jason Schultz of being at different places in the world, being a drone pilot, being a race car driver, the photo that I saw tweeted yesterday of Tyler Reddick laying on his steps with a Mm -hmm. cigar sticking out of his mouth, it looked just like it would be Jason Schultz. (laughs) Yeah. Jason, should (laughs) you reenact that? that? Hmm. I mean, he totally should because I literally, I looked at it, I'm like, surely the guy Jason didn't go this far. Because I mean, you could see the Gucci belt in the picture. You can see, but as I zoomed in on this thing, I'm like, "That's
1: actually Tyler." But for the first time, I saw the resemblance. resemblance. Yeah, the best pick. I think the best picks and videos of the week were of Bo, Tyler's son, just passed out in Victory Lane. He was done. Like they're trying to wake (laughs) him up. Lexi's trying to wake him up. He's done. I said, I can imagine that's what Tyler's going to look like for the next couple days himself. But I thought that was some of the best content to come out of the weekend. You know they they do. I can slightly see re- the resemblance,
2: but
5: damn sure not when they're standing up. <laughs> you could not stand next to each other and try to do it that way. I'm just the tall version, but it was really great to get my first cup win. It's been a long time coming. I worked really hard. No. I tried to, to get Tyler it. to
1: go to Saeed's last night, and he didn't. He couldn't show up. He wasn't wasn't available, I don't think.
0: Is it this picture? You went to um, Saeed's
1: last night? I did go
5: to Saeed's last oh, night. Oh, that's fun.
1: He mm. was
0: on the ground?
5: Did Tyler post that picture, or you just saw that picture?
0: Is it this picture?
5: No. No, it's a different picture. Oh. It's a different. Uh, I cannot
1: believe Saeed's is still going.
0: It is still going strong. Let me tell you something. Too. There was
1: nobody there when we got there, right. <laughs> and then we brought thirty five people in with us, and it, and it and was rounds Singing, uh, of course.
2: Okay, <laughs> but like <laughs> Saeed was like a, a two thousand
1: and four thing, five in that time. Where They, they and, made a little mistake recently. I don't remember. It was about three or four years ago. They actually put out like an article somewhere in the paper that was like, hey, if you want to see your NASCAR stars, come to Saeed's. And then you know what stopped? Uh, <laughs> Nobody went after that for a while, but now they're starting to trickle back in. Well, McReynolds
5: is there. McReynolds is there. <laughs> Every chance he gets. He's the talent, right? He's, he is the talent. <laughs> what would you all do yesterday to celebrate the 4th? I was on a lake, and then Said's.
1: Freddie said he got a unique sunburn. I do have a unique sunburn. I got a. I was wearing my snapback <laughs> hat and had it on backwards, and now I've got a line to oh. the middle of my forehead. Well, now we
0: know what our photo is for the week.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. What about you guys? I chilled,
3: man. I went to the pool. I cooked a big old dinner and hung out with the kiddos. It was fun. Did you golf smoke cart. some? A lot of golf cart. Anybody jump smoke? off? No, just burgers and hot dogs. Ah. I did use my smoker for it, though, but <laughs> yeah. Nobody, on high, 500 degrees. Nobody
2: can't cook burgers and hot dogs and you have to hunt.
1: that's the only way to get well, them i can't charred them. up um nobody that's jumped like, off the golf cart i assume nobody jumped off the golf cart nobody <laughs> quack, flipped the golf like cart. a
3: duck put doors on it
0: <laughs> jason i did, saw you, you didn't lose the out windshield
3: the oh everything's intact <laughs> <laughs> have a flat by any chance uh, did you do any fireworks <laughs> they did Got fireworks them. on sunday night so i heard a bunch going off last night
2: yeah there was a. Uh, we did, we did a few over at Brad's and, um, it was fun. A little get together, not, not real big, but, um, did have one little accident. Oh, me God. and, uh, me and Brad's brother were lighting the fireworks off and somebody trusted you to light the fireworks off. This is, there was exa- nobody. That's I am the safety coordinator. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> this sounds, <laughs> um, sounds like a Jason Pierre Paul incident. <laughs> I learned this from Jason. I just named my role. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so we're around we get these fireworks lit off and like the big ones the finale and we we did like maybe 10 or 12 big ones but in a line. I had my line of them and he had his line. You're kind of close to him. We'll, we're trying to get off the dock when they're all lit and we go to around the corner and he wipes out. And I about fall over him, but I'm <laughs> like almost crying laughing cuz <laughs> He's the, the he's the bull. I mean, he's not a little guy. So <laughs> <laughs> he wipes out and flip flops. Brother, you mean Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's not yeah. little. No, the bull. <laughs> and uh, we got him all lit off, and had a little minor scrape up on his knee. But other than that, everything was good.
1: It nice. was a good time. Yeah, I nice. I, I try to avoid pyrotechnics.
0: Jason, you Especially, look nice and tan. That's a bad
4: decision. Especially, Especially a lot of a, Jason, Jason
5: tan. I'm tan.
4: Jason's Jason. <laughs> red. Jason's tan? Is that what yeah. you just yes. said? Take your shirt whatever,
5: off, Jason. Yeah. Same, same. Tans at the beach I made all fun weekend. of Ben for getting sunburn all weekend, and then I got sunburn yesterday. Yeah. Um,
1: it was J- turned
0: into a tan. My brother yeah, and exactly. Doug
5: are smoked today. I
1: guarantee it, <laughs> it because they put sunscreen out. <laughs> Doug made the mistake of relying on Megan to like cover his back. His back is as red as that snow can <laughs> over there. And uh, then uh, John, I don't think he... He's, he hosed himself down with... An entire can of spray, uh, spray tan, uh, whatever, like suntan lotion. And only on the front. He forgot to do the back. So I'm like, John, your back is purple. Is that a bad sign? I don't know. Oh, so man, that last night he's dinner, got enough hair. He shouldn't even eat sunscreen. <laughs> no, he's not that hairy, believe it or not. Like, not on the back for sure. I mean, <sighs> it was literally purple. And all night at dinner, Doug's going, Doug's hitting him going, hey, man, hey. Every time John's about to cry. <laughs> Sunburn sucks. Ugh. John and got the worst not. sunburn ever in the history of sunburns. He fell asleep face down on the beach and sunburned the bottom of his feet like really badly, like for an hour. So, I mean, could you imagine sunburning the bottom of your feet? That's got to be miserable. Yeah, that can be fun. <laughs> that that like, I
2: told the told it before, but back in the day, Ben Gable fell asleep in a lawn chair or uh, a beach chair down by the pool and woke up at like noon. And he was probably the most sunburn I've ever thought anybody could get. That That's got to be miserable. What do you do? Just lay in. Like you just fill your bathtub up with cold yeah. water, or what do, do you something? do? I
5: don't know. It's Brett, miserable. I saw you were spotting among the fans in Road America.
3: I was. So they have a spotter stand for us, and and then right above it, there's a concrete pad that backs up to a concession stand, and there's probably seven or eight of us there. the Lions up there. Club. Um, yeah, and and that's where I've always stood. I went up there years ago to do a one. A one-day deal for Elliot uh, when Cup was off and Xfinity was running there, and that's where I stood. So these these guys take these poles, Jason, and they 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 take these poles and they run them up like six seven feet in the air, and and they're obviously antennas to help their radio broadcast. Well, my radios are already that high, so I don't have to lug around and look like a complete moron walking around with a pole and jacking my antenna up and sticking my radio up in the air <laughs> because I'm not going to be that invested. If somebody's got to be needs me to be that invested, then I'm out. I don't
2: think they do anything. I don't either. I don't think they do anything. I guess like what you gain in signal strength, you lose in another area because of the cable length to get it to back to, you know what I mean? To your radio and your headset and stuff. So, it
3: took Monez a good hour and a half to get his setup straight. <laughs> and even during the race, he was fiddling with it. I'm like, if you think I'm going to be doing that in the middle of a race.
4: Who's, who's, was it Monez's
1: radio? I seen one. I was back there talking mm. to Brett, and we seen one of the poles go up, and then they shot a radio up it, and then the radio just the like, slowly forward. timbered over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was I like, like ooh, that's probably not ideal. What yeah. an idiot.
2: Like, who does this? I, and I don't Meanwhile, think. my radios are just the same height as their radios. And I, I, I still don't think it matters. I mean, the things that you're in the middle of a... How long is that track? Eight miles? yeah, At, at least. least. Um, you're still in the middle of like a huge road course and it's not... And it's it's got a lot of elevation and trees and a ton of stuff, so I don't think there's ever going to be perfect radio communication at
3: yeah, road. America. I was I was pretty happy that my radio was not working great with my turn one spotter on Sunday because that guy was spotting a full blown play race. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, who was it? And we I kept telling him nicely to shut up on channel two. And I finally said, well, I guess he can't hear my channel two because I mean this this mother has not stopped talking yet. So I'm like, Lenny, who is this guy? And he's like, he's a IndyCar car guy. I'm like. I mean, it sounds like he's rattling off an arithmetic problem that you would hear on the SAT.
0: Working with you, honestly. <laughs> and I was
3: like, somebody tell this guy to shut the f- up, please.
0: I'm so sorry for you this would hear parking. You would hear
3: the crew chief say, clear by 10, count to one, clear by eight, clear by seven, six, three, driving away by half, quarter, two, seven wide behind you through the little. I'm like, dude, <laughs> shut up. Just shut up.
5: We don't need to know all that. How many spiders do you use at Road America? I had four. Yeah, four total. total. Same.
0: So how... And you
5: still can't see anything. No,
2: obviously. My I wish they'd yeah. done it with three and let me stay home. I, tell you that. <laughs> I mean, with, you need... If you're going to prevent everything like the Xfinity wreck, you need about 12 spotters. Yeah.
0: So... How was... Uh, I know you had some some issues on the radio. There were a few people complaining that they couldn't listen I, to I you. I saw.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, I, I have no idea. I've
1: seen a few people celebrating that they couldn't hear you. Yeah. So
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> If that's what you want to call it. I, I, I have no idea. I mean, it's Road America. It's a huge track. I don't know where... Maybe it's where we're positioned compared to where they're picking up. Maybe they need a pole. Maybe they need a pole. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're record. Like, I'm sure it's re- being recorded in a truck somewhere, right? Brad could hear you. I would assume. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, not very much. Yeah, I think yeah.
0: he said he had some issues he too. Did. Um,
2: but, uh, like, if you're being recorded in a truck, which is back on... And honestly... I could hear my turn one spotter on Sunday, but I could not hear him on Saturday. Oh, I wish I could have flopped that around. So <laughs> um, but you know, you still got if they don't have center to the truck and what you know. Yeah, we used
1: the repeater system, which I've never used before. We have to, And it was it was fine. It, everybody, the crew cheese loved it. I could hear Bubba and Bubba could hear me everywhere. Uh the only issue was like scanning myself, which we I guess you yeah, got we all do it, right? We all listen to ourselves just to know if we have an issue. Um when I keyed up to listen to myself, it sounded like there was an airplane landing in my right ear. I don't know what the hell that noise was, but yeah, I had to turn that, that. turn that down uh, to get rid of that. But other than that, it was it was fine. Bubba, I, When I turned it off, Bubba, I was talking to Bubba, and he's like, why are you yelling today? And I was like, because I can't hear myself, so I don't know
3: how loud I'm talking. The place was <laughs> packed. The aerial shots on TV looked amazing. Um, the concession line when I walked oh up oh my god! I mean I went up at like 10 a.m. and uh, just to kind of scout my area and make sure that fans had plenty of coolers around me and uh, hot dogs and all the brats and cheese curds like it's just crazy the culture of that particular atmosphere and how much man. different
1: it is in anywhere we oh, go it's like a Formula 1 race all we need to do is be able to get that atmosphere at a good race <laughs>
3: I thought it was a good race. Yeah, I know I you're drunk. It was a bad race.
2: <laughs> I didn't think it was terrible. Um, it was but it definitely fest. like the atmosphere there, man. The amount of racing you get in a weekend at a place like that. I mean, it, I mean, it felt like it was nonstop. There was It, it on track, was nonstop, but, man. It was like, all right, well, this race has got to be over by you know 10:15 because we got this other one lining up to go. So, Mazas, tell you what, what else
3: was different is you obviously no matter where you go there you can't see a lot. Right, oh, yeah. but they completely give you free roam to go wherever you want to go. Yeah, um, I jumped on a golf cart Sunday morning, went down through those kettle bottoms like holy loud during that race that they ran Sunday morning. It's super narrow. Then they've got the Canada corner down there. Like you've got the ability to really move around. And Kevin Major. He, he told me last year that was his favorite part about going there with his son was they got to go watch the race from 12 or 13 different areas. Like, whole, you could get in a ton of steps, see it from a lot of different views, and everywhere was different. I don't really need to get I in. I guess it was steps.
2: like $35 <laughs> to rent a golf cart for a day, too. Yeah, if 135
3: If there was a 135 And they sold out of them. Oh, I would pay that. And hands <laughs> down, we're not in the right spot. We should be in turn six, seven, and eight because I spotted there last year. Now, having spotted where we were this year, Six, seven, and eight is where we need to be. You can see more of the racetrack. It's more technical. It's more demanding. The only thing we really do is watch turn five and tell them if they're wrecking or not. Typically, if they wreck, it's, hey, they wrecked and they're off the track. Track's clear. Watch your right. They're fading back on. We don't do a whole hell of a
2: lot. I I actually kind of like turn five because you kind of get a mix of everything there. I know there is, and it's a pretty big passing zone, but they've already decided what's going to happen. When they, it's when they fun start, to watch them come in there. Yeah, and they've already decided who they're if they're going to try to outbreak a guy or not before they get into our view. Um, but it's nice to be able to... <laughs> when, like Joey. <laughs> Joey came into our view, and I was like, uh, look out for the
6: 22, he's yeah, coming.
2: <laughs> it's already decided what's going to happen at that point. But I like being able to... I like the middle section there, because you kind of got the end. Um, you got up the front stretch if you're doing pit road stuff. Um, but, I mean, even if you were to go to six seven, it's going to be... You can just yeah. see more, I'm telling you. You can see more. Yeah, they, the I went up there and looked. You can definitely see a couple... Those corners are kind of closer together and stuff. But. Do they have any, like, paid grandstands?
3: Like, I do don't, they sell tickets? Maybe on the front stretch, maybe. I've never even but seen But everywhere else, stretch. I know the fans are roaming. And, and, they, and they love it. And it's awesome.
0: I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but the fact that they were talking about bringing a Chicago race, street race, and Road America doesn't have a contract for this next year. After coming back from North America, do you think that this could potentially be one that they get rid of?
1: I don't, there's no reason. There, you, it's so hard to say they should. Listen, I thought the race was boring. I thought it was a snooze fest. I mean, you but thought it, Saturday's you, race was boring. I thought all the races were boring. The finish of Saturday's race was not boring. Um, that wreck was not boring. I wasn't there for the wreck. Oh, that, oh, that the the wreck. how hell I you see, weren't Because <laughs> you ran me over. <laughs> hey, get out of the way. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, like Sunday's race, I thought was just... A snooze fest, and that's what they're going to base it off of. They're not going to base it off of the Xfinity race. I would just hate I, hate to lose that atmosphere because there's so many people there, like, and they all love racing. Like Brett said, they're all they're there early in the morning when we rolled into the track. There was a trans TA A two race yep. going on. There was Brett races won. um all day long on uh, Saturday with the, what the made little the bad Mazdas. Race, do you think just boring, just just too stretched out? So like, what do you what do you want? What do you need to make it not boring? I don't know. Like, it was just, it's, it's, the track is too big. Uh, We'll talk about it here later, but the cautions, but it's just, it just, it's, I don't know. It's a boring race. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, there aren't, I don't think last year was as boring as this year, but lack of cautions and the race getting stretched out, it was just a boring race. But then when you have too many cautions, people were like, oh, this takes way too long to run cautions. That's the point. Like, you can't, you can't have cautions because the cautions take 20 minutes at a time. And then the racing, when if you don't have a caution, the racing gets stretched out. It's a boring place because it's five miles long. You're becoming really hard to please, Freddie. I know. I thought yeah. it was
2: a good race. I mean, it's a road course race. It's a I big thought, road I, course. I watched
3: Tyler Reddick run down Chase Elliott, and watched I watched like, Chase Elliott make the mistake. I was like, man, I think he's gonna get to him, and. I, and Tyler just kept going deeper and deeper in the five. Then he'd miss it, and he missed miss the apex. He'd lose five or six car links. Next thing you know, he's running them back down again. Like, I thought it was awesome. I I, I didn't think it was a terrible race. I, I thought it was. I, by
1: no means was it a terrible race. I just thought it was boring. It wasn't, it, it, in my mind, it wasn't a good race, and it wasn't a bad race. It was just uh, you know, well, maybe you should spot your car and turn
2: one. It's not real boring up there. <laughs> I'm trying to create some excitement. So man. we had that uh, who,
1: that one guy. Uh, what the hell's his name? That runs the Rick Ware car this week. Um, Joey Hand. Oh yeah. He was behind us, and I told when Bubba left my section, I was like, be he heads up. This guy's super aggressive on entry because we've seen him in the past. He just blocks yeah. the hell out of your races. Like he's he's aggressive. And uh, so they dipped down the front stretch, and we were right behind you, and he was right behind us. So then I heard Brett wins in turn one. He's like, oh. <laughs> Get it going if you can. I'm like, damn, that 15 must have got us. And then oh, no. I See the replay, and Bubba just did exactly what Joey did to us. Just blew the corner completely. Yeah. Thank God he didn't hit you. Because I was we're... watching on SMT,
2: and I saw your car go down through the grass and not, and just like at a lot of speed. I was like, oh no, we're gonna hit. And I don't know how we didn't. I mean, it was must have been Brian. Brian must have expert spotting. Told stop Yeah. Him I mean, I had uh, a kid, Brian Tadeshi in turn one. And he just got Brad right through it, man.
3: <laughs> my guy was spotting it, I can promise you.
2: <laughs> Maybe Brad hurt your guy. 100%. <laughs> he knew Bubba was coming from the start-finish line. Uh, if he heard my
3: guy, he'd have turned around and went back up straight away the straightaway <laughs> wrong way.
2: <laughs> that guy, safe to say, that guy's probably not doing any more road courses for you. <laughs> yeah. We Do they, have... like,
0: have you interview them? Because I feel like they need to since well, how, it, typically so picky.
3: when you have spotters, they typically help kind of recruit who they get, but at College Racing, Chris Rice oversees <laughs> all that. So I don't have to give it who they get? Chris is going to take care of that. Look, All I have to do is either love them or mother.
1: Luckily them, so. for me, I had Neil in turn one, which is Chris's bus driver, and he still hasn't turned his radio on. I actually, I
3: actually, I actually <laughs> saw Neil on Saturday night, and I
1: said, Neil, how'd
3: you do? And he said, Well, I did turn my radio on this year. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I, I don't think he
1: spoke. There was one time we were ninth, we're mid pack in turn one. He's doing turn one. We're on a, it's a restart. We're running ninth. I know there's stuff going on around us. <laughs> I hear I hear the crew chief go green 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 and then I was the next one to talk on the radio. <laughs> like, yeah, Neil Neil was really good about like oh, there's a tire lane over here. There's a tire carcass. Yeah, over there. yeah. it's like there's a tire carcass over here on the left, but I never heard him really spot anything. Yeah, I I, I mean
2: my spotters were all we added Brian since Coda and um, everybody was pretty much on the same page. I can't say that. All my guys did a really good job. I mean, so. it's
3: hard to find 160 yeah. spotters. I yeah. mean, let's be yes. honest, right? Uh, I mean, you can. Yes. You, you can. You can put people you up there. just with pick their, one
0: of the fans. I mean,
3: Casey, I think you should come and help us at the next one. Sure. I would love to have you at Watkins We should, have, we should have a DBC card, and then we'll all <laughs> yeah. spot it. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give Chris <laughs> Rice's number, and we're going to have the only female spotter in the race that day, in the Cup Series. Good media story. I'm going to get, yep. Yep. Casey uh, Boat will spot for Justin Haley.
0: I might be like Neil, but try I our best
5: here. We'd prefer it. We'd prefer I Neil really you then not talk and to do what the other guy oh, does. Oh, if so I'm spotting
0: great. with you, then don't you worry. I'll keep talking.
5: What would Casey say on the radio? You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Look out.
0: Oh, oh, oh. oh. Well, a little late. <laughs> I'll probably say left when it's supposed to be right. I'll get doorbell clear, right?
2: There you go. Just use the inside, inside outside. That's all you gotta do.
0: Done.
1: There was a spotter that was spotting for two cars at the same time this week, and uh, what location was he at? He was in turn seven, (laughs) and he could see. I think he was expecting one of them to not make the race, Mm -hmm. so he just agreed to do both, and then he just did them both. And he said everything went really, really well, right onto the green white checker when they came next, came by him side by side.
0: (laughs) 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 So how did he do it? He like switched.
1: No, you just switch
3: buttons. We're, they only require inside, one spotter. outside, so what you do you do is you inside, team outside. You. <laughs> long, as long as somebody's on the main spotter stand, NASCAR doesn't care where the others are.
2: Interesting. So that no, or how many that you have, that's really. Fine. No, yeah. they don't care.
1: Yeah, no, they don't
3: care.
2: It's not their problem. Inside, outside, inside, yeah.
0: outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we head into spot on, spot He wrecked on.
2: you. <laughs> nice job, man. Way to drive through him. He wrecked
0: you. <laughs> and TJ's still spotting. Let's hey let's hear a little bit more about their presenting sponsor Offerpad
3: Hey, when you find yourself deciding that it's time to sell your home and make a move, we've got you covered. That's right, Brett.
1: Let's tell them about our friends at OfferPad, the easiest and most convenient way to buy or sell a home.
3: OfferPad gets the process moving quickly. Log on to OfferPad.com right now and begin by telling OfferPad about your home. It'll take less than five minutes to fill out the form about your home and you'll submit it to OfferPad. Their real estate experts will get to work right away and have a cash offer in your inbox
1: within 24 hours. That's getting things done fast. The offer is free with no obligation to sell, but it'll be a no-brainer once you see the offer. OfferPad has markets all
2: across the United States, including a lot of markets that we race in. That includes Atlanta, where we're headed this weekend.
3: If you live in the ATL or want to move there, OfferPad is your best option to get your move on. It's a fun city to live in with tons to do. It may be just perfect for
1: you. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you.
5: Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Uh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off.
0: First topic, Chase Elliott is unable to hold off Tyler Reddick after final pit stops as Reddick gets by to win his first career cup race. Freddie, Spot On, Spot Off.
1: Uh, Spot on. Um, awesome for Tyler. you kind of seen Chase. I, the, the big thing I saw was one time Chase just blew. I think it was turn five. It was five. Kind of yeah. overdrove it, and then that gave Tyler the opening to get in front of him, and then Tyler kind of like we've seen Suarez do at uh, where the hell he won Sonoma um, just ran pretty much a flawless second half of the race there got aided by, you know, no caution. So they just kind of ran their race out and worked out well for him, but just took advantage of one mistake and then capitalized on it and drove away. Really at the end, there really wasn't much of a race for the lead.
3: I I think this is a big time spot on and, and also a big shock. I mean, when you look at starting the season, we talk about wild car races and, and, there was a long time where road courses, when we would talk about a wild card race, we would say a guy like McDowell's going to have a chance to win or a guy like A.J. Amendinger going to have a chance to win. Certainly not a guy like Daniel Suarez. Certainly not a guy like Ross Chastain. Certainly not a guy like Tyler Reddick. That's three guys this year that got their first win on road courses. First Cup Series win on road courses. We didn't never saw that before this car, in my opinion. I don't think you're going to go out there and outrun a Chase Elliott, a Kyle Larson, some of these guys that are super good um, without this particular car. But spot on for sure for Tyler's first win, first career Cup Series win, one of many, and obviously good timing for him, having uh, been announced that RCR had picked up his option to bring him back for next year, take him off potentially what would be the free agency market for 2023. But having watched Tyler since he came into NASCAR, and, and to watch his growth on and off the track, because he's matured a hell of a lot off the track, too. I don't think he gets enough credit for that, uh, personally, for for what he's been able to establish there. Um, I mean, TJ, he's one of the best. He only has one Cup Series win. But in my mind, he's one of the best drivers out there right now. Yeah, Tyler's grown tremendously. Well, not really. Uh, yeah, not,
6: not height-wise. <laughs> not physically.
2: Um, He's definitely grown a lot. You know, since his early days there, I mean, is, I mean, shoot, I think it was. Did he win his first truck race? I don't remember. Or did he run a partial schedule then the full schedule? I can't remember because I spotted for oh, so him. You spotted for him. I can't remember if we did a partial schedule the year before. I think we did, but we won the first race. I mean, won Daytona the first time we ran it, and the kid listened. He was a sponge from the beginning, and I think them years of him doing that, learning as he goes up the ladder, he's very quiet and. He learns. He's really hard on himself a lot, probably too hard. But to me, this is more of a, a big win for him. First win. I know the dirt, the Bristle Dirt race would have been cool, but this is a bigger win than that, in my opinion. You you passed a guy that's won every road course for a couple, for a year or two straight. He um, seemed like Chase won every week, every road course we went to. So you passed that guy to win your first race. And I don't think it gets any better than that as far as, you know, being your first win, you earned it, you know, you passed, you always look back and you know, you look at some like when a guy wins Daytona or Talladega, you go back and look, and then you look at the top 10 and it's such a scattered group and there might only be 14 cars running, but here, I mean, you passed the best at the road, one of the best the road course today in this day and age, you passed him to win your first race. So I don't know how it gets much sweeter than that for Tyler. It's very, very deserving for him and his family. His dad's put a lot into it, and his family has got a great family, and I was super happy to see them get the win.
3: And that's your hardest one to get is your first one. Now that he's got it, I think he can write off a lot, and I mean, I don't know where the other RCR cars finished on this particular day, but he's been head and shoulders the best RCR car, and it's not just RCR car. Obviously, they got alliances with other teams as well, and and I mean, he's usually the only guy
1: in the top 10 out of the RCR stable cars Yeah, I mean, consistently. Th- you see, we've seen this last year too. I think he—I mean, he was on the pole at Coda last year, even with the old car. So his road racing had been—I know he put a lot of work in. It. He's been working he's a lot with at. Josh Wise and Scott Speed. I've run into him a couple times at um, you know Mill—not Millbridge—GoPro um, over here working with them guys, and 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 just talk listen, even talking to him about like what he's learning over there. You can hear the enthusiasm in his voice of you know drills they're making him, you know, procedures they're making him do, how they're making him run the car to, to learn stuff. Um, but I mean. You're talking about next year. It's going to be a pretty good off season, I think, for Tyler Reddick. I mean, is there is there anybody in the sport that wouldn't want Tyler Reddick? I mean, Gibbs is probably out of chairs over there, but is there anybody that wouldn't kick the tires on Tyler Reddick to, to try to get him in their car? Well, this is what was confusing for me. You know, having been on the management side,
3: is RCR comes out and announces we've picked up his option. Well, why did you only pick up his option? Why didn't you announce? We've signed Tyler Reddick to a new contract through 2026, which tells me that the two sides, surely to God, RCR wanted to do that. Oh,
1: yeah, 100%. I mean,
3: I would hope so. Nobody's told me that. But if I'm RCR, there's no way I want this guy to ever come up as a free agent. right? So the fact that he's not under contract beyond 2023 – tells me that Tyler Reddick is about to be one of the top 10 highest paid guys going into the 2023-24 season once he gets established as to where he wants to go. But look, if you to your, to your point, he was in the Hendrick family of drivers, and he had an opportunity in my mind to go get in one of those Hendrick cars, and it didn't work out for him here. Um, and he left here. He went to RCR. He won an Xfinity Series championship at RCR, having just won one the year before at JRM. Now, that's kind of odd, right? You win a championship at JRM, and they let you leave? That's kind of odd, all right? But you go to RCR, you win another one. Now they've got you. Now they put you in a cup car. Only let Daniel Hemrick run run one year. Everybody thought that was going to be a long-term play. He ran one year. They moved him out of the way to put Reddick in. Obviously, they're sitting on all of the control of that contract. Now when it comes up, I mean, you look at whatever's going on at Stewart Haas Racing, right? I think Chase Briscoe, as safe as he can be. Going into this year, I didn't think he was. Now I think he is. Harvick, he ain't going to be there forever. I mean, this guy's 40 Five years old, it seems like. Maybe he's older now. I don't know. But he ain't going to be there forever. Eric Amarola, who knows what he's going to do. I mean, we alluded to a few months ago, we heard he may not retire. And now he kind of owned that Uh, a little bit.
1: I see a little backpedal this week. Uh, He
3: kind of owned that, right? So, And and the big move there is Smithfield loves Eric Amarola. And if they can't get a major upgrade in driver, why would they agree to bring in a guy that they don't know can win? They know Tyler Reddick can win, so you just wait a year. And you talk Eric into sticking around another year, right? So to, to your point... I mean, if I'm if I'm Gibbs, hell yeah, I'd look at him. If Christopher Bell doesn't start winning a lot of races, I mean, the rumor is Bell's been picked up for next year. Uh, obviously, Kyle's got to figure out what Kyle's going to do. We know Ty Gibbs is coming along. But I, if I own a race team and I own a Cup team, he is on the top of my list. And there's a lot more guys coming up next year. that are going to be big names.
0: If you were Tyler and you had a, had some options, where would you go?
3: Well, I mean, you can't establish where that is right now because a lot of things can change. I, I mean, look, Casey, if you'd have told me that. You know, Daniel Suarez was making a brilliant move to go to track house a year ago. I would have told you he's taking a big risk, and look how fast they are. So, from an evolution standpoint, you know, Stuart Haas Racing right now doesn't have the speed they've had. And is that a place you jump up and down and go, I can't wait to go over there? Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, if he's, if he's winning, if he's outrunning them now at RCR – You know, these guys have to establish two things. Do they want to win races or do they want to get paid? And sometimes it's both, right? But at at various points in their career, the answer is different. You know, I've been a part of driver's career where all that mattered at the end was getting that big payday. And I've been a part of guys in the beginning where it's, I don't care about the money. I just want to race. So you can't say where he should or shouldn't go at this point, but it's obvious that he's going to open up his options at the the end of next year. And typically the way those contracts are written, you kind of have to negotiate in good faith to a point. But I don't know what his contract looks like. You have no idea. But he's you're,
2: like you, It's very hard to get both of those at once, though. It, that doesn't align very often. Joe Gibbs Racing does a really well good job of aligning those. Yeah. Well, I think, um, and something's going to have to change there. I mean, something's going to change eventually there,
1: right? I mean, I don't. Who knows? Well, I mean, you look at now. You like you've got Bell, and rumor is he may be coming back. But then is you know that's not guaranteed for twenty four. TrueX is already rumored to be retiring this year. Is he gone in twenty? So that might open up two seats right there where you can get. Well, Tyler I thought he said there. he's coming back now. Yeah. Coming he's coming back. back, but I'm saying he's not. He's not guaranteed for the following oh, year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that could be two yeah. seats right there. Kyle, we don't know what Kyle's doing. So I mean, there's places everywhere. The 21 car would probably be a really good fit for Tyler Reddick. Um, You know, I don't like if you're if you're Rick Hendrick. Do you want Tyler Reddick in the 48 or do you want Alex Bowman right now? I feel like Alex is you know he's had a decent season, but I feel like he's noticeably below where the other three cars have been running. Um, I don't know. It's just, I mean, like you said, everybody, it's going to be Larson-esque. You know, it's where everybody's going to want them and it's going to be who's going to get them.
0: Should be interesting. Moving on. The 62-lap cup race had no natural cautions and was one minute shorter than the 45-lap Xfinity Series race at Road America. TJ.
2: Yeah, so I, I'm spot off for, I still think the car's, It places, it just seems like they have too much grit, doesn't it? Like Martinsville, that race just gripped up. It looked like slot cars going around there again. I don't know if that's, to me, that's just my opinion. These things look stuck when they get there to the corners a lot. But these guys are also super good at what they do. And the Cup guys, they're all, they're all almost ringers now. Like the top 20 are ringers, basically. And, it used, that's not how it used to be, used to be able to plug the Boris Seds in and them guys. And those guys run top five because they were really good at road course racing. Well, these guys are all really good at road course racing now. So it makes it hard. Um, so I, the Xfinity, the Xfinity race should have more yellows naturally because those guys are supposed to be the up and coming guys learning how to race these things. And those cars are a handful I mean, they are a handful to drive. We say week in and week out, you know, that race, them guys are up on the wheel at mile and a half and places like that. They are up on the wheel, you know, digging. So um, it's not a surprise to have – you can't really compare the guys that are trying to get to the Cup Series to the guys that are in the Cup Series because the ones that are trying to get there are obviously
3: going to have more crashes and more natural yellows. Yeah, I am a uh, 100% spot on for no cautions for no reason. And, and, and to be honest with you, we saw – and I put this tweet out we saw over 30,000 turns made by the field and no cautions that is unbelievable does that speak to how great the drivers are or does it speak to what TJ just said these cars have too much grip and they're they're stuck to the they're stuck to the racetrack um, but but for me I don't have an issue watching a race play out naturally but but unfortunately for the fans um, the 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 drivers the teams the spotters the engineers We go into that race with a pretty big plan on how we're going to attack that day. And it's a lot based on stages because we kind of anticipate what the tire fall off is going to be based on the sim that we run. We anticipate what we think we need to do for tire fall off on when we need to pit in that last stage. So I say at road courses, just take the freaking stage break away, throw the green, white checkered, award the points. Keep the race going because then you may put a guy in a position where he's got to make an audible, make a play. I mean, we saw Austin Dillon with three or four laps to go in the race, cut a tire. And to me, he made the biggest move of the race to, to help Tyler Reddick win the race because he didn't opt to stay on the racetrack when he got to turn five. He went through turn five. He went into the infield. He drove the freaking same road that I drove when I come through the tunnel that morning to the cup garage so that he didn't risk putting debris on that racetrack and bringing a caution out. So when you have a longer race, well, not a longer race, you have the, the race run without these guaranteed stops. I think it helps the, the overall experience of the road course race. And I don't just mean at Road America. I mean at all these road course races. I also mean it at plate races. I don't like stopping at plate races. I don't like stopping at road course races.
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, we talked about this Sunday, but, you know, just pay the points. Hey, we got lap 15 and lap 30 pay points because that's one of the big reasons why the Xfinity race was as long as it was is because one caution was at the, the absolute worst possible three time to go at the end of the three, three to go to go. the stage. That was like a 30 minute caution because we had to roll around there for three laps to run the stage out. Then had to make another lap to open pit road. So you five got something minutes. A yeah, lap. It's five minutes a lap. That's 20 minutes of just rolling around because we're waiting for a stage, stage to end. Yeah. You know, uh, there's no reason why listen here. We're paying out points at lap 15. It's lap 13. We're opening pit road. Do you want to stay out and get your points or do you want to come down pit road and get yourself set up for the rest of the race? Like, it's just, it, you know, that's the biggest issue that I have with Road America. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. And it's, it's the reason why is because of the caution flag. That's why the Xfinity race was naturally the, the Xfinity race was 17 laps shorter than the cup race. That's 40 minutes of time. You know, that's it's two minutes a lap, two and a half minutes a lap, whatever it was. You know, that's 40 minutes that the cup race just on time alone should be longer than the Xfinity race just on lap time. And now you end up with a shorter race because the Xfinity, you know, they dragged that three or four cautions is yeah, is 15, 20 minutes one each. One caution, one big rack. Yeah, I Wouldn't. mean, so... You know, we need to figure out if we're going to stay racing there. And I don't I don't I don't have anything against Road America. We're, I love We're, the we're area. adding road courses. We're yeah. not taking them away. Yeah. Like we've got to figure out a way to keep the show moving. And then if we do get a yellow like I talked to Kip, I was I was talking to Kip uh, in the garage. And it was like, there's no reason why you can't if there, well, get everybody caught up. And if we know we're coming around to one to go and everybody's caught up haul ass like go take off like there's no reason why you can't run 100 mile an hour from turn four to turn five and then you know you get that long back straightaway. you can run you know we see the damn f1 car they did pick up a little bit a little bit but i mean not to the i mean if you run 80 instead of 50 you know you're going to cut that lap time in in, in half almost you know (laughs) so you know it's just there's little things you can do i don't I don't, I don't hey, think uh, it compromises it isn't anything. asking a lot
2: of kit, man. Is Kip a race Kip's car right I, I think mean, Kip's got it in him. Let, I mean, the guy,
1: let the guy have some fun. He has to roll around there
2: all the time <laughs> on the parade laps. And <laughs> hey, on Kip, the Ovals. we're going need you to hit 100 and something on the straights and try to head in these corners. Because that pace car in Formula 1,
0: Hauls. Is hauling it, ass. I
2: mean, it is all that guy is getting all he can get out of it. <laughs> the uh, but like you know, there, you I picture don't think kid it, doing
1: that. I don't think it compromises anything to just pay stage points. You know, it requires
0: 15 a bunch
3: of people sitting around in a room and saying, "Hey, if we do this differently, it's going to help the sport." We have we can't treat Road America the same way we treat Richmond. No,
2: you shouldn't. But you're throwing away a restart, different pit strategies, and all that when you do. That's what I'm.
1: Yeah, but I, I'd rather see. I'd too. rather see that play out because you'll have, especially at a place like Road America, where the tires wear. You're going to see a lot of different strategies because some guys are going to short pit as soon as the window opens because they're hoping to catch a caution. But well, we're not going to the lead.
3: We're not going to ever see it. No, because of one reason. Stages. TV. Oh yeah. TV no. gets a guaranteed break to commercial. Yeah. And we're not going to see it, but you, you know, somebody but if, if they're not, if they're not going to do it because TV, I'll give you that pass. Do what Freddie just said. If we know the freaking we wreck with two to go in a stage, tough <laughs> open pit road, one to go run it like a normal deal. Yeah. Don't don't just ride the stage out <clears throat> and, and waste all that time. That's what I didn't. Get. We probably could have had
2: a one lap shootout if we hustled it right there.
1: Yeah, but they wouldn't do it because they, they won't restart without opening pit road. And pit road was closed because they were coming to two to go. It's just a lot of procedural stuff that just gets in the way of the, it, the it, show.
3: Correct. Correct. Pits were closed because it was two to go. Now they got to open pit road when it's a mandatory close. Yeah. You got to fix that. That can be fixed at road courses and, in my opinion,
1: play races. Easily. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper.
0: NASCAR doesn't penalize Noah Gragson for his role in triggering a big wreck after making contact with Sage Karam in the Xfinity Series race. Brett, this one's for you.
3: I actually meant to text Noah and ask him something before I commented on this, but I totally forgot. Just ask him on here. And that is totally on me. We can call him right now. Um, Yeah, let's ask him. FaceTime. He
0: he might not answer (laughs) knowing we're recording.
3: I I am am 100% spot off for what happened after he made contact with the 45 car. He wrecked that car. He wrecked himself, and he wrecked, I don't know what, looked like about 12 to 15 others. Obviously, I piled into it. All of it. us. Ruined <laughs> my <laughs> All day. Of us, right. there. Um, I'm watching the television, and it's a long ways away from me, partly because I couldn't see the other television closer to me because of Mona is his big-ass pole. And I'm watching this. you say that? I'm, Shh. Like, Shh. Sh- <laughs> I'm like, man, they're wrecking right there. I don't hear anybody talking. I don't know where I'm at in the middle of this thing. I just know I'm probably behind it. So I key up, and I'm like, hey, they're wrecking. Good luck. You I know you make through, you're let us know. And he's like, oh, I just hit the 10. I'm like, yeah, we saw him flipping over. Yeah, you were in my fuel cell. cell. That's where you were at. Um, but but <laughs> I'm watching this television, and it looked like an F5 tornado had formed and just was sucking up cars and slinging them around. So I'm clearly spot-off for the amount of race cars that were torn up. I am spot-on for how Noah handled himself after the race. A, he faced reporters. Kyle Bush wouldn't have done that. B, he wasn't an arrogant ass. Um, he he kind of basically said, hey, this is my stance. The guy had taken advantage of me two to three times. I'd had all I was going to take. And, and so that part of it, Casey, I was, I was spot on. But the overall thing of this, you, what your question is the penalized thing. I think this warranted at least a, a three to five lap penalty to be held on pit road because it was just stupid. You know what I mean? Like where it was at on the racetrack and knowing how narrow that place is and knowing how fast they're going right there. And once you get those two cars out of control and wrecking in front of that many other cars, there was no way to avoid it being a
1: ma- major, major wreck. That's a seven to 15 minute penalty. My question if that's not a penalty, what is yeah. like what? what's to stop anybody from doing anything now? Because this guy right hooked this guy down the straightaway where nobody can see for one. Well, obviously you're not taking that into account in the car, but you know, if that's not a penalty, what the hell is a penalty? Um, You know, we've seen some in the past, but I felt like we're less than this, you know? Um, But same as you, like, here's my issue. And Noah was obviously one of my leading candidates for what an idiot this week. And it's not really because of what he did. It's, or it is because of what he did, but Sage Karam has run a couple races with us. And if you race around Sage Karam, you'd probably want to do this too at times because he kind of races like an idiot. You know, he runs you oh, all over yeah. the place. I want to and, get in the rental car. Yeah. And go uh, after. Um, so I don't really fault Noah for this. What I fault Noah for is do a better job. Uh, yeah. Like, if you're going to yeah. wreck the guy, just wreck the guy. Don't wreck yourself in the process. Like, you right turn the guy in the quarter panel and then wreck yourself at the same time. And that's the only reason we had all these all the cars pile in. If, if he just kind of right hooks the guy in the left rear quarter panel and turns him across the track, he's gone. We're all tracks clear. We're all good to go. But yeah. he does like a half-assed job of it, wrecks himself, wrecks all of us in the process. Um, so that was my only fault with Noah in this deal. My driver's manhood is still stuck in. his I lat heard belt. your guy he was wrecked.
6: Yeah, it's,
2: it, all his, I think his—he's still talking at a higher his, pitch. His stuff's still stuck in his lat, his crotch belt. So <laughs> that was a blue ball wreck. Ugh. Uh, we could ask him, but I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I look at the wreck. I'm sure it was. DJ spot on, spot off. I'm spot off for creating this big of a wreck. There, Noah, and I think Noah is better than this. I think he knows how to do it better than this. I don't fault him for wanting to teach a guy, you know, because look, I watch that guy. You can't run. You, you can't keep using people up like he was. And I, he acted all innocent in his interview. Sage did in my opinion, you know, racing his way up through it, but you can't run numerous cars. It wasn't just the nine. It wasn't, there was numerous cars, including I watched it in turn five. He just he gets inside something, throttles up, runs them to the grass until they have to. That's not racing. And Tommy Joe Martins disagrees with you that's not racing. If you have to if you consistently, okay, you miss a corner and you run a guy a little bit, make a mistake, it happens. AJ AJ did it to Brad, but he he got I saw him he got made a mistake. And but it wasn't his technique to pass like that. That that's this guy's technique to pass is to use people up until they have to lift and force them into bad bad places. Well, Noah had enough of it. I don't blame him. And I don't either. I I don't blame him for wanting to retaliate against the guy, but it was just, like Freddie said, it was a very bad
3: job of retaliating. <laughs> Let me ask you this. If you're going to penalize him, given that it's, it's, it is the Xfinity Series, given that it's Noah Gragson, what are you going to actually penalize him with that's going to hurt? Because if you sit him for three to five laps like we would have seen in the 90s or early 2000s, what's it matter? Yeah, It the, doesn't affect his playoff. The,
1: the only thing that I think a penalty does in that situation is you kind of just set a bar where... Okay, we drew, We've drawn a line. This is you can't do this. You know what I mean. And and in the future, it might stop somebody that will hurt. You know, a guy that's battling for a playoff spot or it's or the or integrity it, of the game. Yeah, like stick. it's just you can't let that go. And and as far as Noah, like his interview, you know, it was all right. You know, obviously, he faced he kind of owned up to it but still like you like there's little comments in that interview like I didn't under, I don't I don't know what our pitch strategy was today like there's little digs there there's little comments in there like where you like I own it but I don't really own it cuz he was pissing me off um I think Noah needs to get back to worrying about driving instead of his image deal. Like, where was it last week or two weeks ago, walking down pit road with his fire suit zipped open, not wearing the mandatory underwear that he has to have on pit road? I think sent his management team into a little bit of a tizzy. Like, why is he walking around pit road with his suit down? Uh, He's he's trying to play into this Tim Richmond image. And uh, I think he needs to maybe just get back to driving the car, because in the beginning of the year, he was... He was borderline untouchable. Like, I, what was it? Like the first four oh, or five he races, was he was top three, and he's kind of tailed off from that a little bit. Uh, so maybe just kind of get refocused on doing what you do best, and then let the image stuff handle itself. So my thing is that's
2: on that was on a straightaway right there, and obviously misjudged a little bit. But you, the next breaking zone, it would have been a real easy if you're already pun him. Yeah, if you're already right there at his quarter panel, just let him clear you by a few feet. Get in behind him. When he goes, when he breaks, you don't break. And you go in there, and he sees the the access road down there and yeah. loses all his spots. I mean, I don't necessarily think he – and I don't think Noah meant to wreck him and cause that big wreck, but nah. it, it did. I don't think he meant to get that many cars involved. I don't think any of these guys would do that in that aspect, but
3: it did. So We're coming up on Indianapolis Road Course pretty quick. And that puts a lot of Xfinity Series teams in a little bit of a hole. It takes a lot of effort, man hours, to fix that many cars.
5: Manhood. Uh, Elton Sawyer <laughs> said this morning that all options are on the table as far as penalties for Noah still after uh, at Road America, including fines, points, suspension, or nothing. Well, what, I mean, how they, would you feel if, if they come out today and
1: say, I mean, they're going to suspend him, but if they come out today and give him a ten point penalty or something, I'm good with that. You know, it's, you got to do something because, like I said, if not. Where's the line? You know, this guy, this was a blatant right turn into a guy that wrecked half the field. So if that's okay, everything's okay.
3: Yeah, it's not mano-a-mano. It's mano-a-mano plus 20 more people that were just <laughs> trying to finish the free I just range. wish. I wish- now, you can't suspend him, Jason. If they suspend him, that'll yeah, be the dumbest thing they've done since they suspended Matt Kenseth. Can't suspend him. So, I don't.
0: points do you think would be the... I
3: mean, you're
2: going to get their attention
3: when you start taking that's, points away. That's how you get their attention. That's my point. Like, sitting them for three laps, five laps, who cares? Not letting them finish the race, who cares? Yeah, and When you start taking away points and playoff points... Playoff points is you, what would you, hurt. You really want to get their attention? Take away a playoff point. Yeah, one. Just one
1: is enough,
2: you know, but... The bad part about it is, is he thought he was going to fix a problem, but he's created a bigger problem. So if not, it took away from the other problem that he was trying to fix. And you
1: talk about – you know, we talk about playoffs, which he's already locked into playoffs. He's going to be fine. But you talk about Indy Road Course coming up. You talk about Watkins Glen. I guarantee Sage is probably in that Indy race. I don't know about Watkins Glen, but – I think is Sage come back enemies? Enemies? How
3: many of those you just mentioned do you think Jesse Awuji is going to have Friday commitments
1: with the Navy? Uh, well, you just got to see the entry list and see how many cars are on it first. Okay. So you think if there's – more than thirty-eight, yeah, he'll be busy. Yeah, uh, listen, let's let's just dive into that for a second. I'm this, gonna dive out. Does anybody in the sport, anybody in the sport of auto racing right now, need practice more than Jesse Ujii? I mean, yeah. Who who needs practice? A lot more of than us, him? man. <laughs> nobody, uh, yeah. nobody yeah. in the sport From needs to be standpoint. practicing more than Jesse Ujii right now. And not only is he doing this to skip qualifying so his car can get in the race, but he's also missing practice. So his first lap on the racetrack is the race, and it shows because he was running 38th place. He was five seconds slower than the guy running 37th place. Twelve seconds off of the leader. Wow. Um. What what is minimum speed? There I mean, isn't one. <laughs> I mean, what's minimum speed yeah, if this know. guy can run around there twelve seconds off the leader's
2: pace? Could I, you beat? Could you be within twelve seconds of the leader? I don't know, but I'd give it a shot. I
3: Brett mean, says these cars are easy to drive. Yeah, Brett could probably do it. You know, I, I didn't say they were easy. You say they're easy to drive. I'm not saying <laughs> Xfinity Series cars no, are easy man. to drive. Well, I mean, it's a, a race it's car easy in to general.
2: Drive
1: five feet in a pit stop competition.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs>
3: Uh,
1: but listen here 's the difference i 'm not signing up to go out there and race i <laughs> I will say this
3: <laughs> I, I would put money on this i 'll bet five thousand dollars that Freddie would be within 12 seconds of Jesse Wooji.
1: <laughs> that I could probably confirm because
3: he's twelve seconds <laughs> off the leader and Freddie doesn 't claim to be a, a, a professional race car driver on his Wikipedia page
2: <laughs> I think i mean that's do you think you could be within a second in most of the corners within a second Same. of the leader? Yeah, like a quick time. I mean, that's almost a second a corner almost. I mean, I would
1: think so, but I don't know. You know, it's been a long time since I drove anything. Um, but here's where I, here's what the people I feel bad for. I feel bad for Ryan Vargas. I feel bad for JJ Yaley and his team. I feel bad for Dexter Bean and his team. Like these guys are there all weekend. Smith. I feel bad for Emmett Smith too. Um, but these guys are there. Vargas is there driving just trying to, you know, make a living doing this and he misses the race because this guy's off doing a naval commitment somewhere to let Kyle Weatherman drive his car in qualifying. NASCAR has rules in place for this not to happen, but we circumvent the rules because this guy's claiming he's at a uh, some kind of obligation before that. This so, is the, so if you let it, I think this is the third time, at least third, maybe fourth. How many times you let him do it if you're NASCAR? Uh, apparently, they're not going to stop it. I mean, what, what? Why would they let him do it a third time or a second time? Like, listen, I get, I get it. If and listen to me, so like, if
3: you're, I mean, I, I wish I had a friend that was in the Navy. Me Reserve. too. I was going to call understand is this the navy reserve is obviously you're you're in the you're fun you're you're doing the function of a naval officer but you're not full-time right so you can get off on saturday every saturday for 30 plus weeks but you can't ever get off on friday well he's off on some fridays when there's not enough cars to go home well i just wish somebody would tell me how do you get off every saturday if you're in the naval reserve
1: that's why you gotta work on friday And, and like, you can't plan this stuff ahead. I feel like there's organization. Like, uh, the big thing of the the military or any military base is, like, organizational stuff. You don't know this in advance? Like, you know, make us a list of all the qualifying you're going to miss right now.
0: All right, moving on. Kyle Larson gets out by Ty Gibbs for the Xfinity Series race victory. Spot on, spot off, Freddie.
1: Uh, spot on. Um, I tweeted out, I mean, this guy just went out and beat arguably what we've called on here, the best driver in the world right now, the best race car driver in the world. Um, and that's obviously open to interpretation, but listen, and, and he beat him. He didn't rough him up. I was worried. I thought that, I thought there was going to be, I just got back to the hotel in time to see the wife, the green, white checker. And I was thinking that, oh, if he gets close, he's going to put the bumper to him and he never really had to. Uh Kyle had a decent lap, the white white flag lap coming to the white, but he missed the last corner. And then that gave Ty the big run down the front stretch. Ty put the pressure on. Ty, Kyle blew, turned three or four, whatever it was, and, and Ty drove by and then drove away. Um, so, I mean, credit to him. Uh, I don't know how. That's got to be one of the most satisfying wins you could have when you go out there and beat a guy like Kyle Larson. In that kind of scenario, you know, this, this kid's, what, 19, 20 years old? I mean, I don't know how you have a better win right there. right. I am spot
3: off for Kyle Larson being, to Freddie's point, one of the best, if not the best, race car driver in the world making that many mistakes. Uh, If you go back and watch Ty Gibbs, it looked like Ty was making a little more grip than Kyle was at that point in time. But Ty actually got over to his right, and Kyle came over, and Kyle was not clear. And the Ty Gibbs that I've seen race for the past two years would wreck him. He's like, screw you. I'm in here. You're coming over into my space. I'm punting you. And he would have turned him to the right. He would have went off the course. Ty Gibbs would have went on the won the race. But Ty didn't do that. Ty lifted, and he let him in. Guess what Kyle did the very next corner? He missed it. He completely freaking missed it, and Ty Gibbs drove by him. So I think you're looking at Ty Gibbs experiencing a little bit of a maturity situation here the last two weeks. He didn't get out of the car two weeks ago and and blow the interview like he would have normally done over Sam Mayer. And then those guys wrecking each other here, he keeps his composure and then he lets one of the best race car drivers in the world, make a mistake and he takes advantage of it. So I'm spot off for Larson's execution on that last lap. I don't think that guy needs to be, uh, I mean, we praise him as the best in the world drive like it, but for Ty Gibbs, holy spot on for what he did right there.
2: Maybe Kyle was expecting just to be wrecked and not make that last corner. So he was kind of caught off guard chance chance. That's true. I'm spot on for Ty, uh, very veteran, very veteran. Last couple lap, last, last lap and a half there, but it it could have been overshadowed because last week when him and Sam got together, if you look, did you see them get together? Ty tried to wreck him. He tried to write. He tried to hook him into the wall in the front stretch, and I'm glad it didn't happen, but it just it's not necessary. But the, hopefully, it seems like he's growing, you know, into his role more and more and he's going to realize that you can't just hook everybody that you, you know, look he it. He could have hooked him, but he didn't. And guess what? He still, what was the end result? You still won the race. So you don't just have to hook people when you get a bumper there, even if you can't, because if he gets a bumper there, Larson might clear him off the last corner. And if he carries that momentum all the way up that straightaway, Ty's probably not going to get another chance at him. Unless Kyle makes another mistake, which is probably going to be rare. So, to, to take advantage of that right there and, and live to run another lap. And then ultimately you, you, it was only one more corner. You were in second place, right? So to learn from that and big win for Ty, very big win for Ty. And I I thought Larson was very good. Larson said in his interview that he didn't rough him up back because Ty didn't lean on him at all. So it was just a, a good race. I mean, these guys were going at it and we got to,
1: I, th- I think you see Ty maturing this year. I think a lot of that probably has to do with Austin Payton and some of the guys at Pro Sport that he's, have been working with Ty this year. Um, and like you said, though, like he's, he's saying a lot of the right things. He's you know gets out of the car. He said, I'm just trying to earn respect, trying to kind of change my personality a little bit before I get to this cup level. Um, but in some of them moments, like you said, it's a different story last week. If he doesn't miss Sam – and he hooks him in the front stretch. You know what I mean. Huge so, story. so that the what you're saying and doing out of the car needs to align itself with how you react to some of the stuff in the car. And I think he's, I like, like, like Brett said a couple years ago. He probably hooks Larson right there and goes on to win the race. I see that you know you see that maturity level growing, and that's and that's just what we going back two years when he was running Arca. You know that's what we talked about on here. Like super, super talented kid. Just needs to work on that maturity level, and you see it trending in the right direction. I think, like I said, I think it's a lot of the people that are around him helping him now. Um, but you know, those little moments where something goes wrong on the racetrack, you just have to react yeah, a little bit better, right there. you know. And but I think that'll come. Like I said, he's whatever he is, nineteen years old or so. You know, you can't expect him to be, you know, know everything right now. But there again, there are
0: there are Cup drivers that still oh, they still though. do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's it's you know, it's it is what it is, and he's gonna be he's gonna be around forever. So I mean. I'd love to see him succeed. I'd love to see him do everything right, but continue to take the steps in the same direction.
0: Agreed. Spot on, spot off. It's the first time ever that there isn't a driver with three wins after the first 18 cup races in a season. TJ.
2: Spot on. New car, no notebook. Everybody, uh, we're all learning. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start going back. We start going back to some of these tracks for a second time that you start seeing some repeat winners, um, you know, some add that category. I think it's going to take, uh,
3: take a turn in the second half of the year, though, I believe. So I think you'll see some guys start to separate themselves. Yeah, I mean, 13 winners already this year is freaking insane. And you look at the wild card races that we call the plate races the cut and off. the road courses. cindric won one, Chastain won two, Suarez one one, and Reddick won one. All first-time winners, except for Ross, obviously, who doubled down on this thing. But what it does is it makes the point screwed up because you're sitting here looking at Daniel Suarez with a win. There's a chance he could miss this playoff, right? Because we still have three wild-card races left. And I don't know, do we count Atlanta this week? Is it a wild-card? That's absolutely right. this rules yeah. so now we got four wild card yeah, races left so it could potentially we could rattle off another four winners here and a guy with winners. a win be sitting outside of the top 16 but if you look at the points ryan blaney's out martin truex is out christopher bell's out if we keep seeing winners right now they're the last three in on points kevin harvick is now out if we ended the season today based on where he's at in points, so you're telling me i gotta win two races I'm telling you, you got to win two races if we keep Damn. going at this rate. Um, but honestly, it's just it, it. You know, Casey, I've been a part of this sport for a long time, and I remember fans jumping up and down, screaming, "Oh, Gordon wins every week! Oh, Jimmy wins every week! Oh, this guy wins every week!" Well, where are those people at now? Because if they were complaining, they should be happy as a, as a pig in because that the reality is we don't know who's going to win going into every single one of these
1: races at this point. No, I mean you. You look at. Just looking at the point standings, as I looked yesterday, I'm not sure where he's at now. But Blaney, I think is second in points, and is in jeopardy of not making the playoffs without a win. You know, what I mean, that's insane. Uh, I, I still don't think you get 17 winners. I think you could easily get 16, probably with them wild cards. I don't know that there's going to be any, but that's the same thing. If you get 16 winners, Blaney's out if he's not one of them. You know, so uh, you just got to think about that. Of there's if if we get the 16 winners, nobody makes it on points. It's all winners. Um, so that would be something else, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, five weeks ago. I thought there was no shot. Now, I mean, with the with the road courses and Daytona and the week coming up, you know, I think we get sixteen winners, but I don't I don't think we get seventeen.
0: Be interesting. Moving on to F one, TJ's favorite. After getting booed at Montreal and from the general abuse from fans, F1 driver George Russell said, what gives that guy the right to boo at anyone? I think that's what a lot of people don't really appreciate in this position. Spot on, spot off.
3: Oh boy. um, <laughs> I watched the uh, 30 for 30 last night on Joy Chestnut and the Kobayashi, Kobayashi guy, hey. and I think the Kobayashi guy, there was a point in his career of eating hot dogs for a living where he realized that Americans are greedy ass. <laughs> and and I think this is what this F1 guy needs to realize is you're going to go into a bunch of different countries with a bunch of different cultures and some fans are going to offer you grace and some fans are not. And, and I mean, I saw Matthew Dillner. He sent out a tweet this week, and obviously he's big at the madhouse House in the modified world, and he said, if you buy a ticket, you buy the right to boo. And I'm not a big booer unless we're playing Clemson. And then I boo my little <laughs> tail off because I can't stand those turds. But um, if, if you're a professional race car driver at, at an elite series like F1, why, why is this – I don't know how you even make it that far if this bothers you because, to me, you're you're somewhat of a pansy.
1: How? I mean <laughs> – how thin is your skin that you can't get booed? I mean, I can understand if they're calling you names, if they're, you know, whatever. What
3: if, what if they're saying TJ sucks to you
2: all the
0: time? <laughs> what if
1: you get, like, who cares?
0: Like- is So, but, I guess for us, like, at a, TJ, you specifically, you get to hear, you suck a lot, but like, at NASCAR races, I mean, I can't tell you how many drivers get booed at driver intros. It's just like, like, Kyle welcomes it. Denny welcomes it. So is... Well, at,
2: they don't really have a choice, Casey. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean, at an F1... You don't have a choice. No, but at but an the F1 race,
0: I mean, are they... Is that th- not the norm? Like, do they not boo drivers? Are they more respectful than fans and if this uh, guy
1: wants to hear some I'll let him walk out with Bubba for driver intros and he can he can have some real problems just walk out with Denny in Martinsville yeah that's all you really need (laughs) it took one
2: race at Martinsville and it went from Denny getting cheered to Denny getting booed by the by his own people which is his home
3: state by the way yes
1: you remember what race that was right oh yeah Yeah, you don't (laughs) the listen this guy's making seven million dollars a year one. I think you can get booed. I think you'll be alright. But the, here's, here's where he really screws. One is, or maybe he wants to go back to driving whatever box he was driving last year nobody's going to know who he is or half people won't know who he is unless you're really a diehard fan because he ran last every week in a Williams car. Um, but the, the biggest issue here is he just opened up a whole new can of worms by telling these people it bothers them because it's only going to get worse yeah. now. It's like little, you know, fans like that are like little kids. Yes. If they're bo- I, And I tell people about the stuff even that we say on this show, if we're bothering you, don't listen because we're not going to stop. And if you really if you let us know we're bothering you, it's probably going to get worse. So I don't I don't know what the game plan is of here coming out and saying I really get upset when these people boo me. Well, guess what, bud? You're getting ready to hear a whole new world by the time you go to the next race.
2: I think that happens. I'm spot off for his comments, by the way. But I think that happens when you get into a into a higher-profile role. I mean, how you went from a field-filler car, and when you have a good win, people are all excited to see that because it's cool to see you take a car that should finish 12th, and you finish 6th with it, which is not that's awesome. But now you're in a higher car, and that car has – that 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 company has created they've won a lot of championships they've made a lot of and when you look at jimmy johnson what jimmy ever do but win and they booed the heck out of him and jimmy's one of the coolest dudes there is so just because you get booed doesn't mean you're a bad guy either <laughs> just you know it, sometimes you're just guilty by association like me with you
6: two
2: you know what i mean though like it, he didn't do anything wrong no. really but You go with your teammates
1: with Lewis, and he gets booed, so they're going to boo you. The F1 landscape is completely different than anything we're used to because you're looking at people that are just – how many people are out there are just a Ferrari fan? You know what I mean? They're just going oh, to, don't are. matter who's driving. They're just, yes. we just cheer for Ferrari or we cheer for McLaren they're or country. countrymen. You yes. know, like I, just want a Ferrari. Yeah. I was a lot, we were watching, I was watching the grid walk before the race and they're asking all the people from like Great Britain or whatever that like, who are you cheering for today? And they're like, oh, the Brits. I'm just cheering for the Brits. I don't care who they are. Yeah. Like, I'm just yes. like, so, so you got people that are against you country wise. You got people, people like devout followers of just Ferrari or McLaren or whoever else, Red yeah. Bull, you know, so just, they're going to boo you because you're driving for their competitor. Like, it's not like it's you. It's just, that's how the nature of the beast is, especially over there. So we cheer, like if we had an American driver
2: and he went to whatever company, we would cheer, you know, you cheer for that company. And if he leaves there and goes to the other company, you'd cheer for that company, yeah. you know? so. I, I definitely, it's, as far as George, I think George has done a great Speaking job. Speaking of cheering, I just had a great idea. Oh, God. Cheers? Mm,
3: oh, no. Okay. This involves Casey. I was going to say, you made eye contact with Casey, so this you. is bad. Okay. In order to train her to be I a spotter. I don't like this already. In order to train her to be a spotter at Watkins Glen. Rocky Ryan can do it. I need you nope. to let us know your next big eye race that you're going to run and have Casey spot for you. I mean, we can plan that.
2: We can. It doesn't have to be a big race. It could be any no, race. It needs to be a big Tuesday, one because she's got to feel the pressure. Nights. High stakes. I mean,
3: yes, high stakes, Jason. We normally run on
2: Monday. Why don't we
0: start a little smaller? You I know get, how to Listen, This goes. is a
3: f-ing video game. This is as small as we can. Yeah. Next,
0: uh, <laughs> next well, week. <laughs> have you met some of the people that drive? <laughs> iRacing? racing real
3: life. Injuries aren't going to occur. Real life expenses have to repair, m- repair cars are not going have to occur. mistakes. Have Casey, you let let me met some
0: l- of the people who drive iRacing? Let, let me take it. Like it is the cup champion. Casey, you can okay, virtually you're hurt me. get
2: fired because yeah. you won't hush. You can virtually <laughs> f- you hurt you. your deal. All right, Did we're you know? gonna set
3: this up Tuesday mm. night.
2: Now let's do it on next. Can we Monday? switch
3: it too while we're doing it?
2: No. See, next Monday, Monday nights is Ford Martin's got a league called Monday Night Racing, and it's got a lot of a lot of people that like to wreck in there. Let's do it. And it's like. Vargas, um,
3: uh, Will Rogers. There's a handful of guys yeah, in there. Okay, so you you drive, she spots, you twitch, she twerks. I wreck. Jesus,
0: <laughs> you just had to throw the. She should probably twitch.
2: She's gonna twerk. <laughs> Don't act like you
3: can't because we've seen it. Okay,
2: we got. She a hasn't plan. said no. I like our
3: plan. Moving along, I'm sorry I stopped the show for that. All right, Casey, I got to show Chris Rice you're ready for this.
2: You could virtually hurt me, <laughs> emotionally, <laughs> emotionally, emotional damage. All
0: right, we'll move on to reaction theater before I make any other comments.
4: Hey, door bumper clear fans, this is Mike Davis with Dirty Mo Media, and I want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com automatically discounts every order in your cart so you always get the best price. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest pre-order prices so you do not have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all-in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the industry. And fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season hats, apparel, cast, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can find products that are not available elsewhere, like the exclusive Door Bumper Clear, Justin Allgaier, autographed diecast that sold out in less than two weeks fans racingusa.com is door bumper clear's choice for nascar merchandise and we want it to be yours as well so whenever you need a new hat t-shirt die cast helmet or novelty to show your support for your favorite driver we want you to shop racingusa.com where you are always somebody special
2: nobody's listening but i don't care
3: Morning episode of Door Bumper Clear Oh, TJ's cool and Freddie kisses Hamlin's ass every chance he gets AC's beautiful But she never ever picks
2: her up But Briscoe forgot that he had breaks Now the pause getting high. Hell yeah gonna hell
5: It's time for Reaction Theater. Hey, big props to Jesse Owooji, man. Started 24th, finished 22nd, and you missed a wreck. How about that? Great job, Jesse. Great job. You saved some money once and for all. It's
1: easy to miss a wreck when you're 40 seconds behind it. (laughs) Well, not for him sometimes, but he pulled it off this week, I guess.
0: Hi, Door Bumper Clear. I am calling in about the Noah Gregson intentional wreck today. I recently watched the Kyle Busch documentary in which Dale was interviewed multiple times and criticized Kyle in his younger years for how he chose to race, his emotions on the racetrack, using his vehicle as a weapon, and how Dale just did not respect that um, as a competitor or a person. Yet, Dale is the owner of the race team in which Noah Gregson did just that today. Because not only did Noah do that, but he doubled down and admitted on live TV that it was intentional.
1: Is she
3: reading that?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. What is, does she want him to fire him? I mean, I don't know what she wants. What's
3: I want to know if she was reading that. Did she take the time to write this thing out and then read it? Because who talks with the word yet, comma, space <laughs> in, their, in, their, in their dialogue? The...
2: Also, what is early in Kyle Busch's career? What year is that? Now? Maybe the year he got fired from Hendrick. Okay, that was a long time ago. It is a different day and age
1: now (laughs) than what it was then. Do you think that Tommy Joe Martin's regrets tagging Kelly in some of them tweets? That might be coming up next. Oh, okay. No. Let's get to it. What the f*** is wrong with Sage Karam? My God, if he's going to complain
4: about how NASCAR does its racing then he should get the hell out and go back to IndyCar. Did he think Noah was not gonna retaliate after getting, after getting hit by him three times? Oh my God. And then the f- Tommy Joe Martins was posting on Twitter, you know, and, and plus telling Dale and Kelly what to do. You don't tell them what to do, they run their own damn business, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: And I think it's been fairly
3: successful. Yeah, it's not bad.
2: It has a pretty decent. I business I don't model. know if you
3: Google how much Del Junior's worth.
1: I don't know if he's doing that great. <laughs> I, I, you could tell he struck a nerve with Kelly because I don't see her that active on Twitter very often, and she was she was firing some replies around. He's doing well enough. He could we could be on Tommy Joe's always love to
3: play the victim thing. Yeah, you know Tommy Joe. He lives for that stuff. And look, the thing gets me about Sage is if you came out of IndyCar, you can't even touch over there. So just yeah. the fact that you got fenders on, you think you're gonna race everybody like a tool, like a
2: And it, this, what, I'm telling you right up. now, that it, in TV, it's hard to show the whole field at one time. But this guy was continuously using this method to pass cars. He does it all the time. And yeah, uh, oh, last year too. Like okay, it, it was, uh, ca- it was code everywhere. Like you can't, like yeah, you can. Nobody minds you bumping doors, but when you when your method is to run them off the track, they're gonna have enough of it. And I, I have nothing wrong with Noah retaliating. I just have the the result of the retaliation was not good. He needs to be better at executing his plan, which I think was just to ship the guy off the course, but it did not happen like that. But yeah, and just stop the other guy.
1: Yeah. I would like to give a, what an idiot award, not to Noah Gregson, but to the NASCAR officials who decided that he should not be penalized for admitting to causing a wreck at the most narrow part of road America and wiping out a third of the field and then saying that he took responsibility but he's sick of being ran into and then he's fighting for a championship it's so uncalled for and it's ridiculous that NASCAR does not step in I feel yep. like
3: that guy's a sports <laughs>
2: Yeah, this, 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 this could come back TV to news? haunt like Noah will feel the wrath of this probably more ways than what we'll ever see because people are going to race him and remember this when they ca- when he catches certain cars, they're gonna not, they're gonna hey man, you took me out here. I'm not gonna make it easy on you to pass, and he's gonna. It's not gonna be as easy at certain times, but you know
3: I don't know. I, I think TJ, you almost feel more of the wrath of this walking into the garage at Atlanta and having all those guys look, look at, at you. Yeah, like you you took me out last week because you got mad and it wasn't yeah. right. Like I I think the wrath is pulling up to the airport and getting on the airplane with all the crew guys that spent all week fixing those cars. Yeah. Like I don't think the wrath is just on the racetrack cuz look there's not a lot of guys that can catch Noah Gregson on the racetrack. And look, I
2: mean Noah plays this role well, but I do give him credit for getting out and taking and handling it. Yeah. A lot of I, guys like you said would run from it. You talk about that
1: wrath. I mean, I, I got a feeling he's going to get a have a conversation with Dale or Kelly or I'm both. Sure. Like, you know, that this both, is I'm sure. this is not okay. You can't do this and make us look bad. Yeah
4: how about it for tyler reddick man so glad to see children's and the number eight back in victory lane and the best driver at rcr not the silver spoon boy <laughs> glad to see that so glad he was able to win hope everybody's having a good fourth go america
2: <laughs> go america put
4: a boot in your ass baby let's go america
1: it's hey, the bro, american go way God. what do going? you say
5: Hey, Brett, how about them dogs? What dogs? That's what he you know. said. Oh, yeah, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> um, so well that's that's, a,
1: chicken,
0: that's
3: not, not a dog. If that's you would a just a take restrict. your own advice, <laughs> of
2: Casey, and shut the hell up for a I second. Thought I thought you should tell me to
3: <laughs> drink sweet tea when you held that bojangle sweet tea up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, to leave an audio message 24-7, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash Clear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones each week on the show.
4: What's up, Dirty Mo Media fans? This is IndyCar driver Connor Daly. And comedian Joey Molinero. And we're Speed Street, Dirty Mo Media's newest podcast. We dive into the latest happenings in IndyCar, NASCAR, and F1 every week, as well as life on and off the track. Speed Street is available now on all major podcasting platforms.
2: And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SpeedStreetPod. Offer pad, question of the week.
0: Dream big on this one. If you were to buy a mansion, what features must you have in the home? TJ.
2: Oh, man. A mansion would have a complete wing of the house that would only be accessed by me. (gasps) (laughs) Like a bat cave? (laughs) No, like a bat. Not just a cave. I mean, I need a a freaking bat, like house. (laughs) Basically, you need
0: another house away from your wife.
2: Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I mean.
0: There.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you're going to be cool, you got to have an elevator, things like that. I mean, basically, just probably take Denny's list when he built his house and check got most it. of it. Yeah, because he's, I think his claws is big enough. It's probably bigger than our house. house.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so. Freddie.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to have some kind of game room, some kind of like, entertainment room. Uh, I definitely need an elevator because my fat ass ain't going up downstairs all <laughs> RPG day RPG room. RPG room. Uh, big pool. Nice pool. Other than that, I don't know. I'm pretty easy. 10 car garage,
2: Maserati. <laughs> That's where I was going to go. Be- I want an
3: HVAC unit for my garage. So that mm. if it's hot outside, it's 69 degrees in my garage. If it's cold yeah. outside, it's 69 degrees in my garage. I know somebody that wants that right now at your house. If, if, I, <laughs> if I go in and out of my house, I automatically it's 69 degrees. Why don't they do that for garages? Because they're harder to seal off. So of Elliot the actually, when he built his home in Emporia, Virginia, Elliot hates to be cold. Listen to me. Well, he put a heater in there. He hates to be cold. <clears throat> so Jeez. he had a full blown thermostat just for his garage. And for winter, <laughs> and I yeah, want it for summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a full blown thermostat in there just for his garage. So we we get up, we go hunting, we leave the doors open all day. We come back that night. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking eater ran all day long. He got the bill and he completely cut the cord on that thing. He's like, hell no. Uh but I Elliot is the only guy I know that has a full-blown heater. He doesn't, have the, he doesn't have the AC because he doesn't he doesn't feel hot. Right? It'd be 80 degrees outside and he's like, man, it's chilly out here today. And I'm like, fuck, I'm dying. But no, <laughs> Elliot's got
0: one. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. It's time for us to get into our favorite Xfinity X5 more than fast moments from the week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite more than fast moments this week? TJ.
2: I think uh, I'm going to take the easiest one here. My Xfinity X5 more than fast Moments going to be Tyler Reddick. I think that's the obvious one for all of us here. Passing Chase
3: Elliott under green getting it done, winning the race. I'm going to go with the the second obvious then, for sure, Ty Gibbs, Xfinity X5, more than the fast moment. He passed the fastest driver in the world. It doesn't matter what Larson gets in. He's fast,
1: and Ty Gibbs took him to school my xfinity x5 more than fast moment goes to a combination of people it's uh brett and daniel hamrick for how fast they were going when they ran in the back of my car in that wreck in turn <laughs> five or whatever turn it was uh yeah I mean, that I mean, we've seen a couple of guys steal some playoff points there briscoe and blaney played some strategy steal some playoff points in the two stages so uh those are my xfinity x5 more than fast moments of the week Here on Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than
3: fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with a faster internet and a powerful and secure
1: connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites.
0: That's right. Thank you, to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR.
3: What an idiot!
0: Time for What an Idiot! Ready? You have one. My, go first? I got.
1: I got one for sure. One quick one. My one idiot is Tyler Reddick. Um, I called him to come on the podcast, and he said he would have loved to, but he's in the simulator already this morning. Like not celebrating his win. I could understand. I would be okay with it if he told me, Freddie, I can't come in because I'm partying as hard as I can and I'm I'm not going to make it. But he called. He said he's in the simulator today, all day long, and he's and he's not going to make it. So I mean, this guy's right back to work already after already winning your first race. What an idiot.
3: That's impressive. My my, what an idiot, and I love this part of the show, is anybody that can sit around on July 4th and watch those people eat hundreds of hot dogs in the hot dog eating contest. I was literally... Gagging as they were shoving these wet buns. Whoa, the wet buns so, you me. are an idiot in, because you watch the And wet then buns. you watch the wet buns in situations Blech. like me where it's running down their beards and they're doing like these dance moves, and I can't tell if they're dancing or gagging. And I am literally <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm going to vomit. So, my what an idiot is all of you who tune into ESPN. To watch Joey Chitwood cram 60 hot dogs and tell you that. chestnut. <laughs> Joey Chestnut, Kenny Chesney. <laughs> Kenny Chesney crammed 60 hot dogs down his throat in eight minutes. I, what? <laughs> Joey yeah. Chitwood.
2: Joey
0: Chitwood was probably not the person that was. Doing you are an that.
3: idiot because it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> wrong, Joey. TJ. I
2: mean. I guess I'll stick to the racetrack this week. I mean, <laughs> since you guys don't want to go with it. And there's a longer there's a list of idiots out there this week. Uh, obviously, the, the biggest miscalculated um, attempt all day could be Noah. It could be, you know, quietly sage for building these points up and finally getting a slam dunk. <laughs> um, you know, but I don't know. I, I, I.
1: All right, Noah. You win. So, listen, I, and I had this, this this come up again this week. Me and TJ both kind of got this. But uh, some people have come up and complained, you know, and, and I've had in the past where people, Noah was one of them, that's like, hey, you, you talk trash about me on your show. And I told Noah, just like I told this person on Saturday, listen, we don't make anything up on this show. Like, there's not, we don't make up situations to call people an idiot. I told Noah right to his face, we'll stop talking about the dumb shit you do when you stop doing dumb shit. Like, if you don't want any attention on you, stop doing dumb. We'll have nothing to say. So I mean, that goes for everybody across all forms of racing or anything else. Like, if you don't want anybody talking about you, don't give them a reason to say anything.
2: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I totally agree. <laughs> uh, you you would have been my what an idiot or or Baba had you clobbered us and won. If we would <laughs> have <you, yeah. laughs> How about, you know what? You know, so I watched a replay of it later on and I'm listening to the broadcast of it and Dell Jr. goes, and he gets a little help from Brad. No, we did not help with it. There's your idiot. Yeah, I mean, damn. That dude was wrecking, like, way before he got to us, and luckily, we didn't get any help from him
1: at that point. I, I said to Brent, I had Brent Wentz over there, <laughs> and I said, I said, what happened? He just wholesaled in there? He goes, oh, yeah. He said, I knew a pit road exit. We weren't going to make that corner. <laughs> he said he darted out to the right and was he flying. Did.
2: I, watched, I was watching SMT, and I'm like, that's a little far yeah. back, and then he carried a lot of speed into one, so... It's a good weekend of racing at least. I'm, you know, maybe um, maybe we can talk some MX5 owners into letting us rerun. Oh, on. I heard that thing's like 15 grand yeah, to, for the are. weekend. Uh, so did you notice like every time they go into the last corner, the guy leading, you go out of sight, the guy leading, they come back in a turn five and that guy be be like fifth or sixth every single time. So they must have a monster
3: draft. Monster draft. You versus Jesse Awuji in that car, who wins? I don't know. You want to find out? Yeah. Okay. Let's so go. We got to. What do we got to raise? Fifteen grand. Yeah.
2: I'm in. I'm in.
3: How be thirty because he needs one too. Brett,
0: ma- you're rich. You have that. <laughs> how he
3: much he you going to put up? A trophy. Oh, so you're going to beat him?
2: If I win, no. Oh. I'm all, I mean, I hope I get a trophy. Right. You're usually pretty cocky. so I know the, sp- you're I know the sponsor. I'm less cocky than normal in that
3: segment. I am. I Jason, am, who do you think wins? TJ or Jesse Awugi? Uh TJ. <laughs> that was quick. That doesn't really Jesse Awugi or Casey.
1: Jesse energy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about if it's a
1: golf cart? Oh, it depends on if it's got the key in it or not. You
0: literally have. <laughs> you have hey, no idea. Casey,
3: let's go through some of the slang terms. Let me hear you say "inside." Yeah. After you get done chugging your Nas energy, which is also a spotter move pre-race. That's how we pre-game. Yeah. Okay. Let me hear you say "inside." Let's do yeah. Inside. Inside. Outside. Outside. Clear. Clear. Spin in front of you.
0: Spin in front of you.
3: Spin behind you.
0: Spin behind you. What
3: the. F- was that guy doing? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> I
0: thought you were talking about me. Sorry. No, what I'm, the, what the can, was can that guy doing?
3: You can't hesitate. Yeah, got, I'm so sorry. causes hesitation. Yeah. Hesitation causes fears to come true. You just got to go with your gut.
1: Okay. Mm. I think you can do I it. I think
3: there's. I think we got a chance. I think there's a chance. Yeah.
1: I, I'll tell you one thing. We did a really good job in DBC picks this week. Mm. Did you see where we all finished? Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, honestly, and, and
1: the three of uh, me, you, and TJ were like bumper to bumper on the last lap. I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I didn't know I won till just
3: now. <laughs> I picked next to last. I thought I was toast, but you guys didn't realize how good Daniel Suarez is on road courses. My yeah. guy was faster at the end. He just couldn't get around. He's amazing. All right, well, I don't, I don't get to pick till
0: last, Jason.
5: So Brett still leads now. He leads six to four to three to two with Freddie and I tied for second. TJ third. Casey last. Now, for Atlanta, I'm going to pick Bubba Wallace. Oh, man. It's a good pick, Jason. Dude, my guy and your
3: guy were battling that was until the, a- the, la- like the la- very end. Yeah, I was hoping I was going to get a shot at Bubba here because Atlanta, I, I mean, here's the difference, right? Obviously, we've been there before. We just ran a 500-mile race. We get no practice going into this weekend. The track is going to be a lot hotter, 90-plus degrees oh, for track I mean. temps for sure looking at Saturday and Sunday. Obviously, we're talking about Sunday here. Handling is going to have to come into play more, right? Yeah, more would, so than the spring. Think, yeah. I don't know, man. But teams have gotten better. That's true. So a lot of factors as I try to buy you more time, TJ, to come up with your pick. Who'd you pick? Casey's next. I'm Casey's next. Pick. Who'd you okay, pick? Casey, so you're next.
0: Um, I'm really sorry. feel like I jinx every driver that I pick, so I apologize to my brother-in-law. But I'm going to pick Kurt Busch.
2: Who'd you pick, Jason?
1: Bubba. Okay. I will take 12, uh, Ross Chesting. Mm.
2: EJ. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm feeling a
3: good race for Ricky Stenhouse. Man, that leaves me with basically nobody. Um, I'll go with
1: Eric Jones. That's a good pick. Fair. Pick last. It's all I got. I'm loaded up. I've saved all my picks. I'm going to wear you guys out here just last week. Dude, I'm,
2: have you not looked at mine? I've got some pretty good ones left. All man. right.
0: Well, we there are. There aren't he- that many
2: weeks left. Eight. Is all this reset?
0: Yeah. It reset's up to playoffs.
2: Sweet. I am setting up for a good run here.
0: Well, we are headed to Hotlanta, where it will literally be miserable.
2: Surface of the sun.
0: What can we expect as we watch?
2: See us sweating
0: besides that.
2: Yeah, there's no practice or qualifying. We just show up and race. So There is
3: qualifying. There's qualifying.
2: Oh, that's right. But yeah. we don't practice. We don't, don't practice. practice. Yeah. So, we qualify, which is going to be hold it wide open and see where you
3: end up. Yeah. I, I think no practice is a good thing. I think it makes yeah. some unknowns going into the race because the surface is hotter. It's going to be slicker. Um, I like it. Some guys are going to miss. So I, I think some guys are going to miss the setup. You know what I mean? And, and, and this is a place where you want to be able to hold it wide open, but will you be able to with it this hot and this slick? And if you can't, if, if you don't have enough downforce in your car, you you could be in trouble. It wasn't that cold last
2: time there. It was actually pretty nice weather, so it was fairly warm last time we did, but...
3: Yeah, but it wasn't a track temp of 100 plus degrees. Yeah.
2: I think it's definitely going to be hotter, but I... She's going to
3: be greasy. Yeah. Greasy. Which might, when guys have to lift, it creates runs, which create passing, so... We might all be in for a show. Xfinity Race is five fifteen, so that'll be hot, but not as hot as Sunday three fifteen. It'll be a good show. Get your, uh, uh, I mean, get your tank tops ready.
0: Yes, I will be there as well as these guys. So, uh, so be sure to stop so by and so say come, hi. Come out
3: on the roof, put your headset on. Let's get acclimated to
0: the to the taco coming
2: up. You, you you need to just you need to pretend you're spotting, like pick a car and pretend you're spotting it and pick a bad one.
3: Don't pick a good one. Cause it's easy to yeah, say. Clear oh, by five.
2: She'll pick the leader. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take Kyle Larson. Um, you, you just need to pick somebody mid pack. That's
1: racing pretty hard and, and give info. All right, deal. I gotta give a shout out. I met my future driver this week. Um I think you guys met him oh on Saturday. Oh my Sunday. gosh. The <laughs> mullet kid. Uh, the mullet. Yeah. Kid. Easton Easton Vedito, I believe his Dude. last name was. <laughs> he was he was a trip. He's I seen him after we crashed on Saturday, I went over to the other spotter stand and let my my other spotter know that I was leaving and he can ride home or, or find a ride home. And uh, they came over and talked to me a little bit. And the kid asked me if I would spot for, he's seven years old. And he asked me if I would spot for him uh, when he, when he goes cup racing. So of course I said, sure, I'll be tired of Bubba. I'm tired of it now, but I'll really be tired of Bubba by then. Um, so then, then they came back and seen, we've seen Brett and TJ on Sunday. So it was pretty cool. He's, <laughs> he's got a badass mullet, some pit dude, viper sunglasses. He yes. Was... That
2: kid fits the part. And he, his, <laughs> his, his, wording What did he say? Uh, He he worded something like, um, I forget what he said, but it was like the kids. uh, Your delivery of this is amazing.
1: (laughs) What did he say? Other than. I don't remember. He was talking about listening to the show, and we started. Oh, questioning yeah, we, we started, started questioning, questioning his dad. Uh, like, yeah, he's like, "I
2: listen every week," and I'm like, "Look, it's probably yeah. not a he's good."
1: Big fan of Jason for bleeping out all the uh, f bombs. Yeah, there. So, <laughs> sorry this kid, if I miss one every once in a while.
2: <laughs> this kid, I think more, it's
1: funny when you miss him.
2: His hair, his sunglasses. The kid looked like he's having a great weekend. Yeah. So I was he said he could
3: come to some more races. So hopefully Thank I you. see him soon. Great personality, good fun kid. Well, uh, we could probably set him up with Chloe. Oh, that's true.
0: Uh, what? <laughs>
3: Chloe was miscongenial G- leaving the airport. I saw. Oh my
0: gosh! The whole race weekend at the track, she was kissing drivers I've seen as they left, mm. Like as literally the kid next to us, gunner, Sutter gets in the car and he she has his, he has his helmet on, and all of a sudden Chloe's waving and then kissing him. By. I was like, excuse me. She really knows how to pick him.
1: Yeah, follows right after her mother. Yeah, I was <laughs> close to the <a> tree. <laughs>
3: Mm. It's easy like Sunday morning.
0: And on that note, don't forget to watch us on Mad TV this Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Send us some pictures of how you are watching. And don't forget to like, share, comment. You know the drill.
3: Yeah. See y'all in Atlanta, baby.
0: Yep. Have a great week.
3: Word. See ya.
5: Check out Dirty
0: Mo Media on
5: YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Coming, bud. Coming, bud. Dirty Mo, you're going to do it. You're going to win
6: gonna it. it. You're going to win you're it.